I didn't even get into the fact that I've been branching out into my other... I've been mostly playing Insect Glaive. Save it! That's <laughs> no, fine. Exactly. Save it! You know you're gonna, man. This is your 2K. You're going to play it, it another 100, 200 hours. Just oh save it for God. the next time. Yeah. This will <laughs> be like... I was thinking about this in the shower today. When like I don't know. I wasn't thinking about it so much for Monster Hunter. But like if you guys ever get to a point where you're like heavy, like you know, your quote-unquote dad game... It's got to be 2K for Randall and yep. Monster Hunter for John. Just like, oh, yeah. uh, don't play any other game. <laughs> just this That's is my it. one game. Yep. Get every I, gaming fix I need. Yeah, I think I told you, is like, oh, they announced that they're coming out with a new Monster Hunter in 2025. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name is Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with John Hines. Hey there. And Randall Nolary. Hey, folks. And it's our first uh, episode here for 2024, at least recording wise, and also <laughs> the first episode in my new apartment. <laughs> I feel like I'm all anxious for like how the sound quality is going to be. I got like rugs, uh, or not rugs, apologies. I got blankets draped out on the floor to try to muffle the sound a little bit to make it. <laughs> got my old coffee table with uh, another blanket draped up on top of it, some pillows on the new coffee table. So hopefully, sound quality will be good. But uh, Set the yeah, sound it's. It's definitely been good. Like I've said a bunch of times, like with the setup I've had for the last like year ish or whatever, uh, staying with my family, I haven't had the best TV situation for gaming. So like I've been really itching to like get everything set up. That was like the very first thing I did at my new apartment was like, okay, where am I putting the credenza? Where's the TV stand going? Oh, yeah. Let me get the speakers hooked up. Um, and I, uh, got a $20 Nintendo eShop card. So I'm actually just going to just kind of give some first impressions on a couple games that I picked up. Cause I've been eyeballing, I've been picking up some random games, like $2 cheapos on sale that I've talked about recently on either save it for the casts or, uh, recent episodes, but I ended up picking up, it ended up pretty, being pretty much 20 bucks exactly. And I picked up a little Gator game was one of the games that I picked up and I've been eyeing this one up for a while. It's 20 bucks. So like, I don't know why that $20 threshold always like kind of puts me off and then I'm like, or not oh, puts yeah. me off, but just makes me like kind of balk at like, do I want to buy this right now? Can I wait for it to go on sale? It's out of the and impulse territory at that point. Once exactly. You 20 bucks. Exactly. And then on top of that too, if I'm like, if it's already a $20 game, is it maybe going to be a physical release, which this game uh-huh. is a physical release, but it was like, I saw that it was limited and it looked like it was already the first run was done and I was like, maybe they'll do another one, but whatever. I'm just going to buy it because I've really been wanting to check this game out. And like the one thing that I've been also kind of putting me off of it or not putting me off. is not the right way to say it, but like that's been making me kind of just like wait on it is because it kind of just looks like, oh, it kind of looks like another short hike ish kind of game. What's wrong with that? Uh, not to diminish it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that because that's one of the best games that I've played in recent memory. For real. Uh, but also, but I, it just made me feel like, oh, are they just trying to like kind of capitalize on that? you know popularity or how good that game is but that said having played like i haven't played a ton of this but like 45 minutes maybe an hour at the most but this game it might be out short hiking a short hike and i I don't want to even compare the two because they're both just awesome games and again i haven't played enough of this to really be able to say one way or the other but based on what i've played so far the charm level is like off the charts to the next level he plays obviously this little gator and like your, tra- your sister like comes back in town from school and like she's busy with work and you're just like trying to get her to go on like one more adventure because you're just like, no, she'll understand if, you know, she just sees how much fun I'm having. So like you're playing with your friends and they're like making up quests for you. And there's all these like they set up all these little like cardboard creatures on the island and you're going and hacking those into pieces. And then b- you're able to like collect the stuff and craft 
those into new things or whatever. They, nice. I haven't, again, gotten too far. Like, I've now just gone to, like, the new big island after, like, syncing up with my three friends that, like, make quests for me or whatever. But, like, even, like, just the writing is hysterical. Like, I have busted out loud laughing, like, three, four, five different times in the opening bits here. Jeez. Um, just with, like, there's, like, one character that's, like, selling you bracelets that are for, like, power-ups. Like, at least this first one is, like, for just being able to, like, climb higher. And it's very, like, Breath of the Wild inspired, very, you know, very much like a short hike is. And it's got all the, like, kind of a- little animal cutesy, almost like Animal Crossing style uh, characters and whatnot. But like, I don't know, just even like the like one of your friends, like you go, the whole plan is like, okay, like your three friends are going to go, you know, spread out and they're going to come up with a few quests for you so that you can then text your sister and get her to try to come out and stop working on her project and start, you know, playing with you guys for, you know, one last time (laughs) or whatever. And uh, the one horse friend, I can't remember the name, but uh, it's just like, uh, oh, I forgot to come up with a quest. And, you know, you're just like, oh, come on, man. Like, well, you're supposed to be coming up with a plan for me. We got to get her to come hang out. And then uh, he's like, all right, go fetch me that, you know, fetch quests are the best. <laughs> like, go, go, go fetch me that pot and pan over there. And he's like, and your character's just like, come on, that's just like a pot and lid. Get out of here. And he's just like, whatever. You go get it. And the lid ends up being like your shield. And, you know, it's just like, like really leaning into like the imagination kind of stuff again with like the cardboard stuff. But then the shield. I haven't even been able to use it as a shield yet. You actually just like hop on it and just kind of start sledding down hills. And Hmm. that's another thing like where it feels very much like a short hike. You can't fly or anything in this game, but being that you're a gator, you can swim really fast when you get in the water. So like the movement both on the ground, you you know, you just jump regular kind of almost feels like a 3d platformer, the movement. Um, And I was a little bit weary of how that would feel, too, because like when you see the game, like just in trailers and stuff, it's got this real like kind of wobbly weeble kind of character movement. So I wasn't sure how like accurate that was going to feel. I wasn't sure if it was going to like be real Mm physics-y, sloppy kind of feeling, but it's not at all. I mean, there's little moments of that here and there, but like the gameplay is I don't know. I'm just I've been just smiling ear to ear. I cannot wait to play more of this game. The only reason I haven't is because I've been trying to get my setup for like streaming and whatnot. And I'm just like, I don't want to play. I don't want to spoil any more of like the joy of this game without going in like, you know, semi fresh yeah. uh, for a stream here. But like, I, I, I can't say enough great things about this game and I can't wait to play some more of it. Dang. Nice. Putting on yeah. the wish list. Yeah, definitely, definitely one to add to the list. And Randall, I know you're one that will seek out those physical copies, so I don't know how much they're going to go for now that they're sold out, but I think Super I know. Rare put it out. Yeah, I um, looked through it. I just saw a copy for like 99 bucks in the second oh, wow. I'm like, oh, all right, just put it on the Xbox wish list. Mm-hmm. Exactly. In, in due yeah. time. Get it digital. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and this one was, uh, I think they put out the physical copy, but I, it's uh, published by that Platonic, like, Friends or whatever. So, like, yeah. the ukulele crew has kind of, like, branched out and done some publishing. And they've done, I didn't they've done realize some pretty that they cool were doing games that. so far. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and this is definitely, from the stuff I've seen, this is definitely probably the best one I've seen so far. It's, it's really, really good stuff. So, I, awesome. I can't wait to play more of this game. The charm is, uh, like, it really leans into the Zelda stuff and, like, the... I don't know. It's it's awesome. Generally seems pretty uh, family friendly, too, from from what I'm. Yeah. Gathering. So that's yeah, kind of that helps my cause, too. That's nice. Yeah, definitely would be a fun game to just like romp through on the whether Fiona wanted to play it or not, or if she just wanted to kind of watch while you romp through it. It's definitely like really, really fun and whimsical. The music's great. For sure. Uh, yeah. I can't wait to explore the big island now that I've kind of like unlocked that area. That's but uh, yeah, why don't I kick it over to Randall a little bit before I get to my other game a little later on? Yeah, so uh, I made a, a resolution 
during Is this the, the quickest turnaround we've ever done? The most on I, the ball? <laughs> I know Randall's done it quick before, but yeah, I don't know if it was ever first episode we recorded in the new year. Yeah, quick. like, no, I'm going to have to make myself play this. It's like... <laughs> No, I guess not. Not that much. Not when the when, not when an analog duo shows up at your house and you're like, ah, yes. like I need to play things on this reason right yep. now. After I go sicko mode and spend like a whole couple of nights like updating things because that's fun in and mm-hmm. of itself is mm-hmm. downloading it is. firmware files from the internet and yeah, getting this yep. up to your liking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just one of those sort of guys. I just need to have the latest and greatest <laughs> on everything. Why would you play games when you could, you know, get things ready to <laughs> when play? When you can games? make a setup for them, when you, for <laughs> when the you potential to play them. games. When you can the potential of it is unlimited. Mm-hmm. Once you start something, that potential is limited, you know, by default. So <laughs> kind of where I'm at. Um, nice. So, yeah. Oh, the duo is awesome. Um, you know, it's not it's not perfect. They're still updating it. There's st- like is it was kind of a son of a bitch to get like my eight bit dough PC engine style controller like paired to it, and they had to do some crazy workarounds with firmware shit with that too. But there was a lot of that mm-hmm. at first, uh, but it just launched, so I'm giving them you know some some wiggle room there. But the actual playing of of the PC Engine or Turbo Graphics or Turbo Duo games on this thing is uh, like perfect. Uh, I would say actually, it's yeah. oh man, it's nice. And the hardware quality is like right on the same par of their usual stuff, I presume. Yeah, I would say so. As far as um, like the build, yeah. The build's really good. This is the first system they put out with a CD slot, which is pretty ambitious. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. But it's, you know, and I've, and there's a lot of the best games on the platform were the kind of CD games because those ones came kind of later down the road and they could mm-hmm. do more with mm-hmm. that, you know, more power, but obviously more storage and audio quality and blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> even though the turbo chip audio is, was really good in its own way, I would say. But, uh, yeah, so a lot of it was based on that. So if they were going to do this right, they were they were going to have to have that CD slot. And it's um, instead of being kind of a the on the original, it was kind of um, like a top loader thing, kind of like uh, the original PlayStation, I would say, right, where you, the slot opens and you put the CD in and you close the slot. And in yeah. this one, it's you know more like direct drive you know you're just putting the cd in and it's sucking the disc in there and it's like oh it's a little makes me a little nerve-wracked considering how expensive some of these discs are oh yeah that's a good uh, point yeah i'm gonna do it anyway um i'm gonna be brave so i did that Uh, what's the drm situation on those games (laughs) yeah actually well that's there's a whole submarket of uh, of <laughs> professional reproductions that you can get from certain places on the internet and and I'm not too good to uh not partake in some of those things like I know technically I could just go get digital files and pay 0 dollars but it's yes. nice for the picking of a game I want to play to just see it on a shelf and say I'm going to play that and it you know looks like a professional print but it's not a duplicate it's they they kind of split the difference where you know they put the it, the company's PCE works and you know they kind of put their logo on it too so you know this isn't just you know a complete like it's not an original or whatever right. yeah it's not an original it's just a well done like manufactured professionally like repro- you know reproduction of those very like hundreds of dollars uh, individually <laughs> games right so yeah yeah. yeah. 
like the Castlevania that came out on that. But that's that's a very big tangent because I'm supposed to be talking about uh, East Book One and Two. You're um, setting the scene. It's good. I'm so I always set the scene. Uh, mm-hmm. I could further set the scene to say I had this library because I bought a Turbo Duo back in I don't know. I'm not even sure anymore. It was a lot of years ago. It was a while ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe like eight years ago, somewhere in there. And then I had it modded for SCART, but then it always had kind of a buzzing noise to it, which is not uncommon with these systems. But, you know, that it, it kind of hurts the enjoyment just a little bit, the, just like constantly hearing an audio buzz that you can't quite mm. get rid of. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, the duo will even replicate some of that stuff if you choose. You know, it's it's gets down to that level of you know authenticity <laughs> to the actual console. But you can toggle like, I want to see it as if it were composite as opposed to RB, RGB as far as like the video output. And, like you can just get real nitty gritty on some of this stuff, which is cool. Because nice. yeah, some yeah. people's like nostalgic experience would just be hooking up it AV cables or RF or whatever and just going right with their turbo graphics. Um, but yeah, East Book 1 and 2 was like one of the first CD games like on a console practically. Like it, I didn't do my homework, but it's it's like 1989 on a console. Oh my like god, yeah. Crazy. Um and then 1990 in North America um to launch with a TurboGrafx CD which was I'm sure very expensive at the time add-on to the TurboGrafx oh, yeah. before they released the all-in-one Turbo Duo. So, yeah, it, yeah. Um, but this East Book one and two is a compilation of both games because um, I think they originally were on like they might have been on PC before. And now I'm, I might be speaking out of hand, but essentially they're top down uh, games, the East games where especially the early ones, you're kind of running into enemies to damage them. Um, and it's just kind of like a very straightforward, simplified action rpg i guess i would say um yeah you know great music really good production values for being that early on too they've got like little cut scenes that are kind of sort of animated and hmm. really good soundtrack uh, they put a lot of effort into this uh i'm pretty impressed i'm kind of surprised i hadn't played it much before but i'm not like an rpg first sort of guy typically either which was another reason to make it a resolution Right. For myself. So I forget, did you ever play any of the Faerun titles or uh, did we know? OK, because I was wondering, like, how much more complicated these games are than that, which didn't really have like there weren't equipment. There weren't really items like there were things that you would get to unlock the next gate. And then or it's like, oh, this is the item that unlocks the next area, per se, but not a lot of like if you think about like Link's Awakening or like mm-hmm. that level of like um mm-hmm. other customization. So what what what's the what's the deal with these? <laughs> well in, in East, like you can collect, you know, you can still it's it's a, uh, complicated enough that you can equip um, you know, weapons and armor and shields and like you get those things and you'll have to, you know, 
upgrade over time. Like you're not upgrading that exact item, but you're getting a new one in your menu slot or whatever. Although I didn't even realize I spent the first two hours grinding because I hadn't realized that I hadn't equipped the weapon and shield that I had bought. Uh, <laughs> and I was managing to challenge to, run strats. I, you know, you just get used to like the, the pain of games like Elden Ring and you just assume that like, oh, OK, I'm, I just know what I need to do. To Especially get retro stuff too. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Just retro, retro hard. Yeah, yeah, retro hard. Exactly. That's what I assume. Like, oh, oh, oh okay. No, actually, I just, <laughs> I needed to <laughs> equip these things, and now that I've got better stuff, I guess I wasted my money on the, those original ones. Oh well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But there's good. It's like a decent story. Like you just kind of walk up to people to talk to them, just like you walk up to enemies to hit them. Like if you hit them head on, you kind of um, repel off of each other. But if you hit them at an angle, you kind of can hit them and then you can kind of like ram into them or like keep tackling into them as if it were football or something and just keep hitting them like across the screen. Um, but they can, <laughs> okay. they come if, if they hit you from the side or from the back, you're going to take damage for sure sort of thing. So, and everything moves kind of fast, which I kind of find, um, you know, helpful to, to the gameplay of it all. You can, you know, increase the speed of the text too. Cause it's, you know, at the end of the day, they didn't make it too complicated. They assumed that most of the, folks playing this are probably going to be like 10 year olds so it's nothing Uh too in depth that way um but it's just like really satisfying like at the end of the day it's another turn your brain off sort of game and just like watch the numbers go up and hey there's a cave over there oh it's a dungeon and you know it's got that kind of zelda component to some degree too and there's like levels to the dungeon and oh there's treasure chests there but you don't have this key yet oh you found the key on a random enemy now you can go back do you know where all those treasure chests were and certain items will give you certain uh abilities to see hidden pathways and things so they were they, they had some ideas it wasn't super duper you know by the numbers straightforward, I would say they were trying some different stuff there, which I appreciate too. You know, I was bagging on uh, Super Mario RPG in the previous <laughs> episode I was on for being too simple, but this is the right type of actiony simple for me, I guess. Uh, I would say, you know, did you finish it already? No, uh, no, okay. not yet. Um, I but I'm probably like four or five hours in already. Nice. Uh, I put some time in it. I had a good stretch there where I was playing it every night for four or five nights in a row, I'd say. And are they separate titles? I was just going to ask that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And they're both on one disc. So yeah, they're separate titles. So I'm just playing one right now and I'm, I'm kind of curious to see now what that evolution might look like. Just go from one to two. It feels like already I'm, relatively far along in in one for kind of what the map has unfolded to be it's not a necessarily a very huge map and as you gain these experience levels and get these more powerful weapons some of the enemies that took three or four hits are taking one and they're just disappearing immediately upon my my touch so you know (laughs) (laughs) i'm thinking this won't take too long it's also kind of unique in that the overlay this is the same as um, when I played East 3. It kind of had the same thing where there's an overlay that's always on the screen that shows, like, your experience level, your health, and, you know, kind of, like, mm-hmm. where you are. And, you know, that that stuff is kind of uh, kind of cute to me. It's got its own little charms, I would say, in a old-school retro way. Nice. nice. I'm into it so far. I'm glad I made myself play this. 
Nice. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad it's paying off so far and yeah. bright and early in the in the year. Yeah. Are you planning to go right into two, do you think, if you finish this one, or do you think you'll savor it and you know wait between them a little bit? That's a good question. I bet I'll probably run into it just because like the high of completing it and seeing the credits and it being right yeah. there already in the system will yeah. probably just be like pop, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I even like sure. did Sicko where like all the weapons and armor and, and shields that I could get so far because each one has an individual slot on the menu. I've bought them even though I didn't even need to equip them anymore nope. just to fill out. <laughs> I know. do that in so um, many games. Yep. Man, that is almost <laughs> too good of a transition. <laughs> if you're done. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> well, I've been filling out every single weapon and armor slot in Monster Hunter World. That makes sense. That's so good. That's yep. so good. Now uh, that I'm playing games on Steam Deck, I don't know uh, if you guys have been as diligently checking in my play times as when I was on the Switch. I never check Steam now. Oh, nope. man, because I have I am now uh, past the 100-hour mark in Monster Hunter World. Nice. And when did you start this again? Pretty recently, uh, right? Not, not that long ago. Not when long ago. <laughs> Before you got, or when you got the Steam Deck. Yeah, so the Steam Deck, yeah. Maybe around Thanksgiving. (laughs) That's a reasonable amount of time. Hey, you've had some time off recently. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um, I'm fully at the point now where I've gotten into Master Rank. Uh, I, at least for Rise and uh, World, they have like different strata or strata. That's the word I was looking for, but I stopped in the middle of the word. Anyway, um, (laughs) of like, here's low rank, here's high rank, and then master rank for the level of quests and, you know, how difficult the enemies, how much uh, health they have, how much damage they do to you. And I've been happily going, like, now that I'm in the master rank, being like, all right, I'm just going to hang out in the low rank and help people through their quests because I'm the armor I have basically makes me invincible to all of the enemies and I could just take my time or like help people out because it's very nice to when you're in the very early parts of the game to like, they kind of know if you're coming to these games after the fact that the good content is farther, much further along in the game. So they Mm -hmm. want to try to get you through the early parts of the game as fast as possible. And even now when I'm playing it, like half of the like, optional quests are already marked as completed just because they're like you don't need to do these you know <laughs> like these are just padding out time before we had iceborne as the expansion right. come out before we had all of these things and like now i'm just firmly in the game i guess because it's not even end game because i feel like this is where the actual game starts a hundred hours in which yeah. is a wild thing to say but it's fun i'm i'm really in- enjoying it i still think i prefer the like actual handling and controls of rise to world no but either. i definitely think that world is an easier easier matchmaking easier like navigating the world overworld and like doing your little like they always add in both world and rise like these secondary base locations where instead of it being like 
oh, here's this giant uh, area where, you know, the chef is all the way over here and the armory is all the way over here and it takes so much time to run there. And then they have this second area that's in the DLC where it's like, all right, everything is right next to each other. You can yeah. just go like boom, boom, boom. <laughs> don't need to move. We we know you're just navigating menus in this game. We don't need to have any like midpoints between those, like Quality move the friction baby. as much as possible. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I, I'm having fun, even if it's the same thing. It's the same game it's always been. You just get into a battle and you fight a monster for 30 to, minutes to an hour. And <laughs> man, I love that formula. It's really fun and really That's, good. Yeah, it's satisfying. And and I like that you're doing the uh, the friendly vet helping the, the new rookie out. Because that seems like, especially in Monster Hunter as a series, that that's kind of a built-in culture of Monster yeah. Hunter from what I've heard over time. It's definitely, like, I've been getting the gamut. Like, every time that I was in low rank, like, I just had a bunch of helpful people help me through. And then I'm doing the same. But every once in a while, I'll get into a, oh, like... Let's try to do a master rank hunt and like all of the like you can preload uh, quotes or like things into your like quick menu for communication. And like all of the things are like snarky <laughs> and I'm like, mm, well, that, maybe I don't like playing in the high rank as much yeah. as I do in the lower ranks. That, that, it, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. But but also every once in a while, like when we're just having a nightmare battle and it's just two of us. And then after we spend uh, like just an ungodly amount of time fighting a battle that should have taken us so much l less time, like uh, once we finally slay the monster, it's just both of us just spamming like thumbs up at each other. <laughs> I was like, this is nice. And I take it back. This rules. <laughs> Got to get through the thick of it. That's yeah. awesome. That's great. Are you playing handheld mostly or are you uh, hooking it up to the TV? Mostly playing on TV now that I got Ooh. the actual dock. Um, and that's nice. Nice. But the I, I think I may have mentioned it on the last podcast, how the uh, charging cable doesn't charge the controller when the system is off. So it's oh. just kind of a pain. Like yeah, three controllers somewhere or else PS4, or something. Right? Yeah, it's a. Yeah. I'm using the PS4 controller, yeah. and yeah, it's a. It's such a minor complaint, but it's that's basically been my experience with the Steam Deck is just minor complaints. <laughs> like none of it's overall. I think it's it's a great like system and a great like platform to do it in, especially for someone who mm -hmm. doesn't have a dedicated like gaming PC. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm just like. Oh my god! I have to just like leave the either the system on with the controller plugged in, or to unhook the controller and plug it in elsewhere. Yeah, and I didn't think I was leaving it done, like having the battery depleted. But you know how I play games, which is leaving them open for hours <laughs> at a time. Yeah, uh, these are my own bad habits. I'm making my bed and I'm sleeping in it. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying playing on the TV though, for sure. Oh yeah. Um. Well, I know uh, for the last couple of games we got here, Randall and I have both been playing a little Apple Arcade action, mm -hmm. although at least I have not been playing on Apple. I've been playing on Switch. I don't know which one of us wants to take the lead here. Um, we've got one care. game that we've talked talk about, about in the past. Yeah, uh, yeah Rand Randall's been playing Grindstone. I've been playing uh, Bleak Sword DX, and actually Randall also played a little bit of that, I think, as well. Yeah. So I guess we could just kind of talk about both those. I did, yeah. Certainly a lot less of the Bleak Sword because... 
man, that grindstone's good when you got a little touch surface going on. I was going to say you're playing on the pad, right? Yeah. Yeah. On the iPad. Like, and I've, I've not really done as much gaming on the iPad because I was like, Ooh, the Apple TV, I can hook up a, you know, PS4 or PS5. It's like a console. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And make it, yeah. Like a mini console with some of these exclusive games or otherwise the subscription thing where some of these games I wanted to try, oh, yeah. they're on that. Maybe they're not the most optimal version, but it still runs well enough, especially if yeah, it's, it's like good enough for a demo stuff. version or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, but man, that grindstone. Ooh. And I played it on. That's one of the ones that I was like, oh, yeah. When you talked about it before, Kevin was like, oh, yeah, I played that on Apple TV. And, you know, I played a couple levels with a controller and it was yeah. great there. But I was going to say it feels great with a controller, too. But I always felt like, ah, oh, this would be awesome to just like trace the lines yes. of the enemies so much faster like just the the input response of like oh the new batch of whatever the creature things are called have dropped down <laughs> look at the colors look at like in you know oh if i go around counterclockwise then there's i can you know go all the way around and then there's a diamond which lets me like an uno wild card or whatever where i can connect that to any other color and then continue my string and if you get over 10 you get this sort of diamond MacGuffin and if you get 15 it's a better MacGuffin and the, like the numbers and the, the sounds get better and yeah it's very good it's well designed track yeah a sound yeah that was the other thing like I turned the sound down most of the time just because I was kind of laying in bed mostly late at night touching this thing but then I'm like one night it was a little earlier and, and the sound was on I'm like oh actually the soundtrack's good on this game too shoot oh yeah yeah man it's really good stuff yeah and yeah the sound design everything about it yeah that's a that's a really fun one and again it does play but i feel like especially like the only thing time when i would feel like every like it feels great with a controller but every time i wanted to like undo a move or something i was always like "Ah, i feel like this would work way better on a touch screen yes so yeah because is it a when you like is it you drag it and then when you let go of the path does it execute or do you have to do you drag and then have to press a separate like prompt on the screen to like yeah then you still have to press go in the the corner to go that's nice though still because yeah i I would hate to make a move and then like realize that too late that you know you missed a creep or whatever Oh, yeah. yeah right? And that happens a lot. Right. Or if, because you have these other, um, you know, one use or two use. Moves I was just going to say bottom, that. Right. That you can equip and you get different ones over time. If you do well enough on levels, then like, oh, if I use the arrow and take out the one enemy, that's the wrong color. And it drops mm-hmm. the column one more slot. And now I can make a longer Got branch by connecting through that combo. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's actually nice, too, because that's one thing that I would always I'd be looking at the screen and I'm playing on a gamepad. It like maps those extra abilities to like a hot key or a button or whatever on the controller. And I would just kind of always forget to use them. But I feel yeah. like again, on the touch screen, they're just like kind of the right there. almost sitting there like a big juicy button, even yep. on the screen in the game <laughs> the when you're playing. That's what it looks like. But I'm yep. just like, well, I, it took me a while to even figure out that you could use those. And actually, that's a perfect transition to go into some Bleak Sword DX because I just yeah. learned that uh, you could pick up these. Uh, anyways, let, let me talk about the game a little bit before I t- start talking about the random thing that made it a perfect transition, whatever. Um, but uh, <laughs> this this game is like this really cool. I, I had seen some clips of it. I didn't realize it was an Apple Arcade release initially, but I saw it released on uh, Switch recently. And that's this new DX version, I think. I don't know if that's the version that is on Apple Arcade now. I think now, so, but I, yeah. Don't think it was initially because like when I booted this up, it was like you can pick DX version or you can pick like classic 
Um, and it just says DX is like more, it just literally says like more fun levels with like more challenging, like slightly more challenging, but more fair level layouts. I forget what exactly what it said, but it just kind of like breaks down. So I was like, well, I guess I'll start with the DX version here since that's what I picked up. And it was, this was the other game I picked up with that $20 gift card. It's normally only 10 bucks. So it was on sale for seven fifty. I was like, oh man, I would have picked this up probably this is almost as impulse for 10 bucks. Yeah. Uh, just being that it's got the really cool, like black and white for the most part, one bit style. There's a little bit of red here and there. Yeah. Like um, but it's monochromatic like, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like mostly pixel art, but it's kind of like a pseudo 3d kind of thing. You're like playing like these little like mini diorama levels yeah. almost. Um, and I really like how the game is like level driven. Like you're like kind of going through, it looks like at least in this DX version, it looks like there's like 12 worlds, maybe 10 or 12 worlds with like about 12 levels each in them. Um, and each one just gets like progressively harder. And another thing that I really loved about this game, and I can kind of see maybe why if they were releasing it, you know, with mobile in mind, but I really love how like the combat is nice and deep and everything, but it's pretty simplistic. Like you just have like a dash, a block and an attack. And then you can like hold your attack button, uh, down for a certain amount of time and then do like kind of like a lunge attack. And you can even Mm -hmm. like, there's quite a few nice settings. Like you can actually like turn on. I actually, and I thought I was just going to turn on for a minute just to get used to it and then turn it off. But I ended up leaving it on. You can actually, it shows like the radius of your charge. attack. Yeah. Um, I like that too. That was a very nice touch when I noticed that that was happening. Like, Oh no, I want to keep this. This is good. Same here. Same here. I was like, it's just enough to like, know. And then, but if you hold it down for too long, you kind of like lose your, I think you, you know, you can't hold it down forever and just wait, you know? And yeah, um, the combat's very timing focused that way. If you want to do that, like charge attack dash thing, like, and it took me a while to kind of get the hang of it, but I can see like, ah, okay, this is nice. I like how they're doing this. Yeah. I like, I just like how straightforward it is. And then what I was going to say at the beginning is like, you pick up along the way, like after you beat stages you do like level up regular style and then after you um or you get x experience points or whatever and then you can level up after a certain amount of time and then i think you just get to pick between like upgrading your defense or your health or your attack Mm -hmm. like one of two things i think um it's not a roguelike or anything but it has like a little bit of that flavor and then along the way also you'll pick up these various items along the way that are like one-time use or maybe they're like consumable but if you die you drop those items. You get one chance to play that level again. And if you beat it, you get to regain those items. Yeah. Um, but they map those to like the left and right D pad buttons, which I was playing on switch on the pro controller. So I just wasn't even really thinking I was like, Oh, I thought, and like the first couple items I picked up sounded more like a passive ability kind of. So I just wasn't even thinking that I needed to use them. And then Mm -hmm. after I, one thing I got was like a consumable item. And so I was like, Oh, interesting. I did, you know, I think I'm going to have to actually like press a button. And then I looked in the controls and whatever and figured that out. So I still got a little bit. I'm about halfway through the second world best that I can tell. Nice. And it is starting to kick my ass. <laughs> I was getting my ass kicked um, in the first world. I didn't even complete yeah, that. I think I only got the one consumable item of, off of my recollection. But okay, I, I think I, I'm playing the non DX version for what that's worth on Apple Arcade. Yeah, and I don't know if that's hard or easier. Whichever. It's pretty hard, I'm not sure. But e- either way, they're both hard because I'm. Yeah. And I even I was just talking. I po- made a post about one of the video clips that I saved while I was playing on Switch, and somebody was like, "Oh man, I had a blast with this game, like up to a point, and then I hit a wall, and I was like, I think I might be getting close, like I'm not quite at a wall yet. Um, but I definitely like I've played this one level quite a few times, and I'm mm-hmm. just like. Man, the one thing I do like, though, is it does seem like every time you play a level, like the enemies spawn in the same spot. They do. 
they once once they spawn, they'll react to what you do and whatever. But like as far yep. as like the level, you can kind of start to learn it and you know, get into that almost like hotline Miami or something style where you just kind of like learn the pattern of the level and like, okay, now I know how to take down this enemy or this is the order I want to tackle this in. And you can get a little bit strategic with it as well, but I love how like reactive it is. And it's just, you know, you got your little stamina bar. It's, it, you know, it's pretty straightforward, but it's just really well executed. And I, in the trailer, it looks like there's like some cool, like horseback riding levels. It looks yeah, like they're going to throw I some like that. twists. Like the second world's kind of like a swampy area. So like some of these diorama stages, like you have to like go over these bridges to get over the, like the little stream in the level. So like it kind of like ropes things off and blocks off like certain enemies where you can't get to them. So you have to repel their attacks, uh, attacks back at them by like blocking at the right time. Yeah. Uh, which is you easier can't said actually than go done too. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but if you time the block right, then you get to do like almost like a double attack. Mm-hmm. And I think it replenishes your, uh, stamina so yeah and then like the, it seems like you can just like dodge roll infinitely best that i can tell i thought it you said gotta use stamina, that roll. yeah <laughs> yeah like the roll is very and important then, yeah and then enemies will have like it's, it has just really good like telegraphing stuff like if an enemy is about to do an attack that if it has an exclamation point above its head that means you can't block that attack and it's again like kind of roguelike style it gives you like a little tip every time you die like oh watch out for this or you know, make sure you use your consumable items. So I think that's where I figured out like, oh, yeah, OK, you have to actually use those. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing some more of this one. It's another one where I was like, oh, I definitely want to stream this. But at the same time, it wasn't in not in the same way with little Gator game. I was like, man, I want to go into this like pretty fresh. If I stream this where Bleak Sword, I'm like, I want to actually maybe get a little better at this game before I embarrass <laughs> myself <laughs> yeah. while playing it. But it's both have been a lot of fun. I'm really, really glad I snagged both of these finally. Yeah, Bleak Sword needs your full attention. Yeah, I would say, yeah. you know, it's one of those sort of ones. It felt like it felt like the enemies would like pop up when you went in a certain area of the map. But maybe that was just a timing thing on my part. Um, and like the enemies definitely had different behavior patterns, too, as far as like how they would go about going after you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And maybe maybe they do like react to certain things as far as w- when they spawn, because, yeah, there were like a, in the swamp, there were like these tentacle monsters were like. I guess, yeah, they would kind of just like pop up from out of the swamp and start attacking you. So, yeah, I don't really know when they yeah. spawned exactly. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just I really liked how arcadey it felt. Yeah. I wasn't sure, you know, what the structure and like the, you know, wrapping format of the game was going to be. And I really liked that they went with like a not necessarily roguelike style. Like they they have a lot of roguelike things going on. And actually, I really love the death animation when you die, that like kind of real pixelated skull that comes and just kind oh, yeah. of like chomps on the screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, Just a yeah. really cool, <laughs> like, I don't know, it's like so, you can like barely even tell it's a skull. It's yes. like so blurry. It's, it's like, very it's really much cool. like we have a, you know, like a 16-bit system, but we really want to do a 3D effect that looks yeah. cool. Like that's that's what it looks like, and it's great. They did a great job pulling that off. Yeah, they they really nailed the aesthetic, just yeah. the way the trees like kind of waver in the wind and stuff like that. And the, the 3D 2D blend is really great. I it think. is. Yeah, they, they did a nice, cool, unique thing. Yeah. 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 And they actually in the swamp levels, too, there's been some really cool like thunderstorm lightning effects going on. So mm-hmm. there, there's some really cool. Yeah. Dramatic moments going on. So I'm looking forward to hopefully getting further into the game if I'm able to be, <laughs> you know, good enough at it. Right. <laughs> but oh, yeah. man. But I don't know anything else before we uh, wrap things up for uh, this week, guys. That's it for now. Yeah, I think we're good.
All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, uh, as always, you can find us on the internet at pursuingpixels.com. Hopefully the audio quality, the audio, the audio quality <laughs> is a little, uh, is doable this it. week. Uh, right now I can hear like some water running or something. I feel Uh-oh. like this apartment is just such a noisy apartment so far, but whatever, we'll make it work. I've made it work everywhere else. We've Hang up some so fabric far, so. art on your wall, Kev. <laughs> That'll oh, probably man. help the cause. Well, yeah, but still, the the way, like, just the creaks and whatever in this building. It's an older building, I think. Every so. building. Yeah. Exactly. I made it work <laughs> with my clanking radiators at the old place, so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyways, it feels good to be in a new spot. Can't wait to start Hell playing yeah. some games on the big screen and doing some streaming again. But, yeah, again, we're at pursuingpixels.com, and as always, uh, we'll catch you next week. And until then, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. That water stopped running, baby. I can't stop. I can't hear anything. Like the not at all. The ambient echo is just different. Like it's not even an echo, but like I'm like, oh, you're in a different space. I can tell you're in a different room. Yeah, it is weird. It is weird. Yeah, but it felt pretty good. Felt pretty good. Not too bad. No, yeah.